Hi, Steve Cooper, Act Success. Just a quick intro to my next podcast, which is on the subject, uh, the topic of change. And it's part of your role as a leader, manager, supervisor, managing, leading through change. That goes to Sergeant Inspector, Chief Inspector. So how do you think about it? Well, that's okay. But if I said to you, freezing, uh, nudge, curve, how do you think about it? Do you think about change management in steps through a grief model? Is it about people, process, or the environment? Well, I hope you'll enjoy the next uh, podcast. It's all about change, helping you to think through some different perspectives, some change models, uh, and to have a, a bit of a hop, step, and a jump through it. If you are busy, as I expect you are uh, today as a cop, and you just want to hit the ground running with effective promotion preparation, uh, as usual, you can download a bespoke toolkit, digital toolkit for sergeant, inspector, or chief inspector, promotion masterclass video uh, or you could choose to come on my uh, live promotion masterclasses in february or march lots of options there for you hope you enjoy the next podcast this is just a quick intro and i'll see you in the podcast hi steve cooper and welcome to another rank success podcast and this uh, particular podcast is on the subject or the topic of change and specifically change management models. And the reason I wanted to just talk a little bit about this and share some food for thought and if you're listening to this um, to trigger and support some thinking uh, for yourself around this subject. Um, the reason I've done that is because I've been doing that recently with people uh, at, for promotion opportunities that they have ahead and particularly for inspector candidates and chief inspector candidates when you get asked a question such as you know how will you help your teams deal with change I find that some of the uh, responses even though you know the individuals are really experienced uh, practically in dealing with things sometimes when you're asked on a promotion board certain questions um, it's about an opportunity to develop uh, uh, some responses and to demonstrate your knowledge and your awareness of the topic or the nature of change beyond uh, a one-dimensional uh, approach shall I say so not something that just that you've dealt with the question if you imagine a question like this or very similar to it's how will you help your teams deal with change to navigate change and that's a particular part of your job your role as a sergeant as an inspector uh, as a chief inspector, is leadership. Uh, and as I've said in other podcasts, leadership is easier thought of if you kind of refine and distill it down to three topics, uh, people, performance, and change. And people and performance are often linked to change, so that's why it's important to think about that, people, performance, and change. And that could be for any reason. It could be the implementation of new technology, which is happening in some forces now, you know, digital tablets, uh, platforms, uh, niche, all those kind of um, change programs that are being implemented. So the training, getting people used to it, getting them effective and getting them through that that change curve, if you like. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, you know, restructuring. Uh, departments or um, a physical move of location from one premises to another change could be anything in relation to that 
Uh, and it helps sometimes to think about it in broad terms and also then to think it about it in more narrow terms. But this is about some change management models that you may or may not be aware of. So if you just go onto the internet and search for change management models, you will find many of the uh, and more of the models that I'm now going to kind of very quickly cover. So a bit of a hop, step and a jump through it. Uh, but the point, as I've said, really, is to come back to the fact that it's very much role-related. It's very much something that you can score higher points on by demonstrating a broader knowledge around change and change management and the effects of change upon yourself and also on your team uh, and other people in the organisation. So, um, as I say, the role functions are important to bear in mind. That's why you're doing it. Uh, and one of the first kind of models that I wanted to talk about was the Prosky model. Uh, and again, I'll do a, a bit of a canter through these because I just wanted to raise your awareness, really, uh, as I've said before, because often people don't know about this. So when I ask, you know, have you heard about the Prosky model? They go, no, I haven't. They I've never heard about it, and and to be fair, I mean, much of these, many of these models are, um, uh, I suppose, very very similar. Really, I mean, it's a process, uh, but it also involves people aspects. It also involves aspects of the environment in which the change is happening, uh, and you know, there's a, a quote by George Box that says, "All models are wrong, but some are useful." And I quite like that. You'll know that I use quotes from time to time that resonate with me. And I find that one quite uh, resonates with me, that all models are, you know, useful, or um, but they're also wrong. So flexibility is, is the overriding kind of thing with these. There's no one set model. But it's very interesting to, to look through and to think through and to work through the perspectives around that and what's happening with you in your force or with your evidence or your examples for promotion just so you can add that extra dimension when you're talking about it and come across to a board or a panel uh, and share with them your th your thinking that you've considered other models so the ADCAR model is the first one I wanted to go through uh, and it's just a little mnemonic um, and I use mnemonics a lot as well so I quite like the way that mnemonics help you to remember things so ADCAR stands for awareness and it just describes the process of change. Uh, so awareness, do people know about the change? Desire, do people want to change? Uh, the K is for knowledge, do people know how to change? Ability is the next one, have people practice what they need to change? And then reinforcement, are the mechanisms in place? To make the change stick so you can easily overlay that ADCAR model over processes that are being implemented in forces at the moment to do with you know new technology um, and uh, new platforms and you can overlay that and think through those changes in that model and as a leader as a manager as a supervisor you can think through those steps and just understand that you are using or referring to or thinking through the ADCAR model or the PROSCI model of change um, and the kind of emphasis around that is that there's little or no point if you like in worrying about the later steps in the process until you've taken care of the early ones um, so that's the the Prosky model and it's one model that I find people are unaware of 
Um, there is also McKinsey's Seven S's. And, you know, um, I'm not going to kind of insult your intelligence by saying there's seven S's I'm about to go through very quickly uh, that make up McKinsey's uh, Seven S's. And, and the model, uh, this model particularly helps you understand how well positioned your organisation is to meet uh, the change that's required or its objectives. Um, and uh, so I'll whisk through those very quickly for you now. Um, strategy, uh, what is the plan? What is the change that the organisation wants to make? The second S is structure. How is the organisation structured? Who works for who? <coughs> so that's a little bit easier in the police uh, to think through that one. Systems is the next one. What are the processes and procedures that staff members follow on a daily basis? And sometimes that's around you thinking through and working through or changing working practices and adapting and amending them until you find something that works. So that's around systems. Um, shared values. Uh, well, that's a biggie, isn't it? What does the organisation stand for? What is its culture? And that's a really important one. Um, to think about so what is the culture can you describe it uh, is it something that's familiar to you are you able to talk through it uh, what is the culture you'd like to work in um, why is that not so at this moment or if it is what do you like about it etc um, the, the next S is style what is the leadership style um, and so you know that's for you to think through and work through what is the leadership style of the organization what's the culture um, staff is the next one who works there who are the people what do you know about them so in the police service it's police officers police staff and others uh, that work for the police perhaps in partnership uh, or stakeholders in uh, policing services um, and the last one is skills what skills and competencies do the employees or the staff have so again that's McKinsey's seven S's it's a quick kind of pointer for seven points if you like or seven areas in which you can start looking at change and the process of change and helping people uh, get through it um, and those some of those steps do line up with you know other people and process dimensions uh, but you know it may not be a precise match so again flexibility of thinking is one way uh, to to kind of approach this um, nudge theory if you haven't heard of nudge theory, you've probably experienced it, even if you didn't know it. <laughs> and that sounds a bit ominous. And uh, if you check uh, a number one bestseller book in the UK, A State of Fear, by Laura Dodsworth, an investigative journalist, she wrote that book about nudge theory and how, you know, behavioural change has been affected on on the British or the UK public through the pandemic. Uh, and nudge theory is a, another model of change. Um, it doesn't really rely upon you know carrots and sticks to motivate people but it favours subtle nudges if you like to make it easy for people to change um, and there are examples of that I, I mean you can have a look at that book if you want to have a look at it but nudging people nudging people in the right direction is uh, a renowned uh, change model so encouraging people to do the right thing and then compelling, persuading, influencing them to do it. Um, there is another model called, um, which I came across uh, in an article by a guy called James Lawther, uh, who was writing uh, about 
uh, Anclaria, which is a company, and there's a model they have called the Irresistible Change Model, um, and that is around uh, describing um, parts of other models, and it adds a focus on personal influence, um, and it has elements of process and people and environment in it, and that model essentially is as follows. It's five points, uh, so clarify the change, understand the gap between the current and desired state, assess reality and define the future. The second point is about uncovering resistance. What are the forces that will prevent this change from happening? Some resistance is inevitable. How will you overcome it? And that's a good point really, particularly if you're going to demonstrate evidence of you managing or leading through change and particularly at inspector chief inspector level um, often in applications I'll see that you know people say they've implemented change and uh, it, it's always interesting to, for me to see that where they put in there that, that there was resistance uh, or you would expect that but how did you overcome that resistance what did you do to overcome that resistance and a good example of change management will include that uh, generally so um, this model is something that kind of made me think about that um, so some resistance is inevitable how will you overcome it uh, the next point is increasing leadership ensure that roles and responsibilities are and that leaders provide consistent visible support building structural influence is the next one so developing accountability and communication structures uh, plus whatever's critical to your specific change area. I mean, I quite like that word communication there because if you look at why change programs fail uh, or why they succeed, uh, it's that word communication, communication, communication. And, you know, I'm going to risk saying it again. Communication, communication, communication is really important to change and keeping that momentum all the way through, keep, keeping people informed and um communicating repeatedly if you like repetition to ensure that you get people to the point where the change becomes normal um, and the last point on that model the irresistible change model is building personal influence so using your own organizational power and building your own influence to support the change um, sounds very grand your own personal influence but it's very much around your personal influence and Stephen Covey talks about the concept of your circle of influence so often when i speak with candidates i'll often ask them about their circle of influence is that something that's just um a a concept at, at your station or in your area or is your circle of influence if you like broad perhaps across social media across your force what's your profile if you like your circle of influence and for some police officers um, and for some neighbourhood teams, etc., across social media, their their um, circle of influence is massive, absolutely massive. So just think about that context, the circle of influence uh, and your personal influence, and you've got kind of like a macro and a micro view of it there. Uh, but that irresistible change, irresistible change model is one that I hadn't thought of before. Um, and... Uh, one of the other ones that I wanted to think about as well was Cotter's Eight Steps. So John Cotter is a renowned kind of change guru, if you like, and his model is fairly well known. Um, 
And the, the eight steps in John Cotter's model are uh, to increase the urgency for change, uh, to build a team dedicated to change, to create the vision for change, communicate the need for change. There's that communicate word again. Empower staff with the ability to change. That, that, that kind of conjures up the, 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 the leadership style for me. So empowering staff the ability to change create short-term goals so that's a really good way of kind of recognizing where you are uh, delivering praise and recognition at appropriate stages for small improvements in the right direction um, so creating some short-term goals some quick wins if you like is part of that model stay persistent is the seventh point and make the change permanent okay so you know that sounds, you know, John Cotter's eight steps. Well, you know, um, that's just another model. But if you want to make that more interesting, if you want to absorb a little bit more around John Cotter's um, eight steps of change, he did write a book called uh, Our Iceberg is Melting. And some companies have bought hundreds of copies of that book because it tells a story of a colony of penguins. And it's basically a... Uh, child story if you like for adults and it's a bit of a a, a bit of a, an episode <laughs> where a young penguin takes a dive under uh, the iceberg that the colony's living on and realizes that their world as they know it the iceberg is about to crack and they will uh, be all effectively plunged into the sea and the penguin brings his um, learning to the group uh, and you will see uh, the various stages of Cotter's change process evolve and you will recognize some of the people uh, by their responses that may well also be in your organization so I'm not going to ruin the book for you but I would suggest if you want to try and understand it in a presentable format in a way that's easy to understand that's a really good book I've got a couple of copies of it at home um, and it's a, it, it's a good little read for you to get through and to understand that model. Um, okay, uh, so that's a, a few models. I think the that's kind of like process models, but I think there's also another aspect to change, which is around you know the people element of change. And I've talked before around victims, um, bystanders, uh, critics, and navigators. So those are like the human responses to change. But also, when you start thinking about the, the, the people element, the human element of that, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's Stages of Grief model is an important one for you to consider and to think through. And what I mean by that is there are uh, recognised uh, stages of um, grief uh, that are listed as denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. Uh, and the way that I, I think about that is perhaps a bit morbid, but sometimes trying to make meaning of some of these models in your own way, as I do, is, you know, that is also about the realisation of, you know, perhaps if you're heading towards a brick wall at 90 miles an hour uh, in your car and you recognise very quickly that your brakes haven't worked and you've got literally two seconds before you hit that wall, you will go through those stages of denial anger, bargaining, depression 
and acceptance in a couple of seconds. So, of course, slowing it down and thinking through the concept of change through Elizabeth Kubler-Rossi's curve, and it's usually presented as a curve, um, it's very helpful. But the other way of thinking about that as well is if you've been on a team, a really successful team that you really loved being on, you had great supervisors, great colleagues, you know, great work, you thoroughly enjoyed it, and you've been on there a couple of years, and either the team is dissolved or the job is completed or you get posted somewhere else or you 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 know you may get promoted and you leave that team there's also a sense of grief with that as well if the team has been dynamic and it's been a good place to work when you leave that team you will go through some of those um, aspects of grief uh, and that's because it's uh, you know it was a pleasant uh, period it was something you really enjoyed and when you leave you could almost very much associate it as a change uh, in your life to you to your career uh, as a kind of part of grief so um, again this is just just some some ideas to think about it as a change model but certainly for, as a people element um, you know when your teams are moved moved station moved shifts moved boroughs um, and everything's all up in the air they too will have some of the impact of those aspects of Kubler-Rossi stages of grief and that's why sometimes people can behave a little bit more, um, shall we say, in a difficult manner if they're resisting change and it's your job, it is a difficult job as a leader, manager, supervisor to try and you know, work through that, to work with people, to lead them through the change and to manage the process uh, as well as the people. Okay, so there is another kind of um, people uh, type um, model, which is uh, Rogers Diffusion of Innovation Curve. I'll repeat that for you, Rogers Diffusion of Innovation Curve. And again, that's basically just about how quickly people adapt to change. So uh, if we talk about it in terms of, let's say, iPhones, I've got a mate who is a bit of a technophobe. He absolutely loves um you know, new phones, new gadgets, and he's the type of person who's what they would call in Roger's Diffusion of Innovation Curve an early adopter. So as soon as the new models are out and up for sale, he's the kind of individual who'll be queuing at 4 o'clock in the morning for when perhaps, you know, the Apple Store open uh, so that he can get one of the first models and and, and get stuck into it. Um, uh, and some people are classed as innovators, so again, they... They're innovative, they take on change early. Most of us really are um, in the early or late majority on Roger's in, um, innovation curve. But again, it's a, a people-led model, if you like. And you, know, you can compare and contrast these models, but what you're doing is you're raising your awareness and improving your knowledge uh, and kind of thinking through it in your own way uh, about some of the perspectives around these models rather than just, you know, uh, we, we've implemented this model at work and uh, here's what we did and how we did it. If you understand some of these models, you can perhaps bring in some of the points, mention some of the models um, or a particular model uh, when you're doing your um, uh, promotion board or process selection process. So those are the models. Um, I'm not really going to go too much more into those because 
I just wanted to actually get um, some of those points across to you and just get you thinking about change. I mean, the main point is, is to consider the models, to raise your awareness uh, around change, to think about it from some different perspectives, uh, and just then to bring it back, if you like, to the fact that you are responsible for leading others, uh, leading yourself, uh, and, and in doing that, to lead people uh, and through and to manage change. So again, these models will help you, uh, particularly if you're going for inspector, chief inspector, just to think through. So go and have a look on the internet. There are other models. Um, write them down, put them in your portfolio of preparation for a board, um, and think them through. There's some really good mnemonics in there. It's very helpful for you to think about four or five change models, to recognize the models that you are working with. Uh, you may not have done that. Uh, and then also to communicate it to your teams so that they can understand it as well. So again, to bring it back to a promotion kind of model, how will you help officers deal with change? And what approaches or what approach will you adopt as a newly promoted leader? Uh, what's important about that? And so hopefully that's a, a bit of a whistle stop. It's just a very quick um, sharing of some food for thought around change. Um, if you want to uh, take a quantum leap, if you like, further in relation to your promotion preparation, um, yes, I like these kind of articles, but my main digital promotion guides are there for you um, to download to your computer or device and uh, take a you know a quantum leap forward with effective promotion preparation. And you can do that at any time you choose. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, change models are interesting for those that you find them interesting, uh, but they're certainly relevant to your role and your job. Uh, and I'll be back with another topic uh, and some food for thought in due course. And until then, take care and stay safe.